0: Boss Scottish Football Podcast. Uh, I'm Andrew Gambler. I'm joined by Lois Kemp. How you doing, Gambler? Good to be here. I'm. I'm doing good. It's good to it's good to have you here. Um, I'm also joined by Ryan Crombie. Hello. And Tom McKinnon. <laughs> Pleasure <laughs> to be here, Gambler. Uh, good stuff, good stuff. Good to see there's some enthusiasm from some people. Uh, right, I'm uh, it, anyway, I'm, I'm just sending it a frosty stall from the start here. Very right, okay, good, good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> uh, do you want to start right away, boys? Do you want to just go for the cup final that was on today? Hmm. Hmm. Ah, you know, first trophy of the season. Uh, <laughs> Celtic winning it 2 0 against Motherwell. Uh, goals from James Forrest and Mr. Dembele. And they're not at all controversial. Uh, there's no real talking points. Nobody's really up in arms about anything you know Celtic
1: defending their trophy Lewis you know it's just mm. this is just what happens just one of those one of those days in our day to office for Celtic <laughs> and our trophy defended <laughs> nah it was yeah. it was interesting I didn't actually uh, some Celtic fan I am but uh, I was actually working uh, during the final so uh, got to see kind of bits and pieces but um, I've got to see the kind of major incidents uh, and I uh, don't know if we want to discuss them in depth very cute. um
0: but I, I think I was actually the only person here that was actually at the game. So don't me to kind of just yeah, give my analysis all of it, and then we will kind of move on from there. I I thought based on the kind of chances created, I think Celtic were probably worthy. Um, however, the first half Motherwell completely matched Celtic. Celtic didn't create anything really at all in the first half. Um, second half I mean James Forrest I think that's I, I think I might be right In saying James Forrest With that goal Has equaled his Season high um, I think the most he scored in the season Is maybe 9 or 10 And I think that's either His ninth or 10th goal This season So Forrest has been a big player For Celtic this season And the big games He has stepped up to the mark Playing as a centre forward Wayne Rosenberg The game against Bayern Munich In this game again Forrest is the guy That you're looking forward to. Uh, You're looking to once that goal goes in, the game completely opens up. Like it really, like Muddle will have a good few chances, and there's the header from. I think it's Mole Really, really opens the game up, and that's a really key moment because if Gordon, it's fantastic save for Gordon, um, but knowing what you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Knowing what we know now, Muddle needed to score that chance because. So have to go up the park and yeah, that's it's not the greatest call in the world from Thompson. But I mean, the the, the problem the, the problem is because the standard of maybe the standard of refereeing. I don't want I don't want to get ripped right into. It, but because of what we know with Scottish refs, everyone's kind of doing the I bought remember this earlier in the game and you know I but what about this in the game and it's just. It's sad that a national cup final was dominated so much by just this. Can I ask Isn't you a question? Gamba.
1: Yeah. Do, do you think it was a goal scoring opportunity? Because I, I, think it's a probably, tough one. Probably. And I think. I think Thompson...
2: probably. Sinclair's probably going to get a shot away, but. <sighs> is it a clear goal scoring opportunity though? Because I'd say no.
1: Yeah, I, I probably agree with Ryan. I think that's the key thing here. I mean, if it is a clear goal scoring opportunity, yes, I mean obviously it's it's incredibly soft. Um I mean just, if, just if overall, you really want
0: to get if you really want to get pedantic about language, I believe the rule is preventing a clear goal scoring opportunity. And how does how does Keeper actually prevent Sinclair from doing anything there?
1: Well he's tugging on his does shirt do- as 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 in to, the rules to- for tugging or a hold I think is in the rules for an automatic red card and a penalty now <laughs> but that is under the uh, pretense that it's a clear goal scoring opportunity for me I, I get your point I think he probably would get a shot um well, he obviously would get a shot and goal um, yeah. but it's quite a tight yeah. angle to begin with it's not I don't know if it's a clear goal scoring opportunity um, no. but I, I don't think it's as clear cut as people are maybe making out a lot of people are kind of saying how ridiculous a decision it is and I suppose that's your opinion but I, I I, think it's maybe a harder decision than people may give a credit for because that is anyway that's a real one if he thinks it is a clear goal scoring opportunity then I don't know you, you'd be hard pressed to argue against it but
2: I mean I was watching on tv and having the benefit of replays I just thought the whole um, period of play was just disgraceful um, Sinclair, there's not enough contact in it for Sinclair to go down in the first place I mean, for him to go down there I thought was really poor from him Uh, and then for Thompson to buy it and give a penalty Mm -hmm. and then produce a red card for what, well, in my eyes was not a clear goal-scoring opportunity I mean, the whole, all three was just a it's just a farce, really, I thought and I I, I felt from Sorry, where do you go? I I felt for Motherwell, because I mean they'd done brilliantly to get there played all those games, beat Aberdeen Rangers and then for the final to be decided in a minute on well in a moment like that it, it, it's hard not to feel um, sorry for them in a way because as Gamba said you don't want a cup final to be decided by a poor refereeing decision or us to be talking about this you want it to be a moment of magic or something like that but it, it just wasn't
1: mm. I mean what I was about to say is I don't blame Sinclair for going down and the reason why I don't blame him for going down is because I remember very clearly in a match earlier this season against the Burnham, um at Celtic Park, the two each game. I remember Effie Ambrose was pretty much tugging him and holding him, um, and yeah. Sinclair didn't go down. And it wasn't a penalty. Now if Sinclair goes down, I think that's a penalty, and I think Colin probably I think it was really calm that day. I think he probably gives it. Um, so I don't blame him if he feels he's been touched. I don't blame him for going down. However. I can see it obviously, it's it's soft. Um, in terms of model it's pretty heartbreaking, really. It's, it's not what you want to see. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm still not convinced it's this clear cut as uh, a lot of people are trying to make out.
0: We have kind of reached this. I mean, this is kind of general football point, but it's this kind of thing with... It's like... People kind of say, you know, oh, if you feel contact, you've got the right to go down.
1: Like, and cont- like, football's I, I, a content. I don't think that's court. a good thing. So, I don't think it's a you good know, thing, like but the, <laughs> th- 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 these, these are the rules. Like I, I don't agree with them, but if you know the rules are, no, if, if, I mean, are if, kind if, of laid out in a the... specific way where it's almost as if like you go down in the box and the guy's holding you, then it will be a penalty. That's kind of how I the rules, um, and that's not good. But, I mean, but if that is the rules, then you can't really blame him either. But I mean, it, it is cheating. I mean, yep. he's conned the referee. It,
2: it, he's he's cheated to win a penalty. I mean, there's no whether there's contact, blah blah blah. There's not enough contact there to go down. Um, so he's.
1: No, but is there any contact though? Because if there's any contact, then how can you blame him for going down? If he knows, if he, he knows the rules. As yeah. As that if if you if someone's tugging you or holding you, and it's even the slightest bit ah. of contact, and he goes down, then I, I don't think you can blame him in that situation. He, he's I, gone it down. Is a dive. It's a dive, there's no doubt about it, but I, again, I don't think you can blame because of the way the rules are kind of spelled out. Yeah, because it, he's it, gone it down ha-
0: you kind of you have to go down, don't you? Like, just... Well, yeah,
1: because if you don't, then the same situation happens which happened perhaps where you yeah. may not get a penalty. And that that may be weighing down. in his mind.
3: He's gone down because he thinks he'll win a penalty, not because he has it's to go final. down because of the contact.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that, but I don't think, I think just the way the kind of rules are, are laid out, that that kind of thing is possible, and that's not a good thing, but again, I, I wouldn't blame Sinclair in this instance at all. Um, <laughs> just kind of... <laughs> I I... I...
3: I don't but, really, know, I don't well, really know where to, where to go. Like. Well, well, one thing I'll say the is,
1: thing is, that is the game like, it's right, okay, it has been dominated by this. Right. The kind of after post match has been dominated by this, and I mean, whether it was a penalty or not, like I, I still think, think Celtic going to win, the, win the game. I get the whole, I mean, BT, but you know, word of the day or phrase of the day was kind of turning point in the match, and I suppose maybe it was, but I, I, I quite agree with Gamble when he says the Forest goal was the kind of turning point in the match. Probably the Gordon save or The Gordon save, yeah like that's, that's the that's, that's a
0: huge moment In terms of the match Because I mean I think Celtic Maybe one or two minutes After that
2: Celtic go up the park And, and get the penalty So I mean But then, I mean Motherwell were still Creating chances um, I mean They quite They could easily have scored When they broke away After Celtic scored The motor yeah. header the, the turning point Is when they go down To ten men And go Two goals behind I mean They're deflated And they're 10 men um, against Celtic you're not going to come back from that but I mean there's you're always in it at 1-0 um, I mean yeah you could say Celtic would go on to win the game I mean you, you don't know that um, but when you're but down the, to 10 uh, men I think that's where Teams, teams it don't beat a Celtic of, at the moment and like the chances of you beating them with 10 men are even less <laughs> well yeah exactly I mean I think from world to win today it would have been Celtic who had to get that decision given against them Um, Mm. and for it to go against Motherwell I mean the game's gone Um, and it kind of destroyed the second half of what was turning out to be a really good game. Um, Obviously because I'm a Celtic fan and I just want to kind
0: of leave all this behind, (laughs) Uh, can we talk a wee bit about James Forrest?
1: Yeah, I, I thought I thought he was outstanding and uh, very reminiscent of his performance last year in the final against Aberdeen. Um, I recall that as one of his kind of finest performances. Yeah uh, absolutely. in the Celtic Jersey and he, he pulled it off again. He's been I think we have kind of discussed him before in the podcast this season at least, but he's been just certain, not, not even a different player, but he's just been consistently good. At a real, real good, consistent level. Um, and I think he's he's pulled out some of the best performances in his career really um, this season I th- I don't think that's I think the Bayern Munich one as well stood out to me mm. um, but this one was, was right up there um, I think in first half Celtic obviously I think it was a pretty even game there but I think um, there was some good performance I thought Dembele uh, was quite good I thought Boyata as well um, made some decent passes um, something as well that's being missed. Just going back to Dembele, I mean, it's him that puts the ball through uh, for Sinclair in the first place. It's a really oh. really good ball. Um, but aye, uh, some really like really obviously Gordon as well with the with the save was a, a huge moment as well. So yeah, a really really good performance himself. I think I've put the stats to Dembele in front of me. Sorry, Sorry, Sorry. Talk,
3: man, you go. I just think it's testament to Dembele that probably was one of the quieter games I've ever seen him play, and he still set up the penalty and scored the penalty. <laughs>
0: Um, just just very briefly I've got the stats here in front of me I know what's going on about James Forrest equaling his goal scoring record he's one goal away from it
1: oh.
0: um, which was 2011-12 he scored nine goals and he's got eight
1: right now so there's a fair chance he will equal that um, the thing is as well is Forrest hasn't even been I mean he's been in and out the team because obviously Paddy Roberts has been ahead of him certainly like yeah. towards the kind of start of the year You know, got a lot of Celtic fans there's that whole clamour during the summer and uh, to get him in and uh, it's just funny how things have kind of worked out, um, but I don't know if that if that's what's kind of what's kind of made him tick this season is the fact that he's had a bit of competition in that area. Um, I I'm not sure, but he's he, he has just been on a real different level this season for Celtic.
0: Yeah, um, I suppose we should we should talk a wee bit also about um, about Motherwell. Um, this was the first time I'd actually seen them in the flesh this season. I know, Lewis, you've seen them earlier on in the season
1: against Rangers. Yeah. Um, and uh, Benic Rangers, the the two Rangers.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> the the big and we. The big. Um, and, and no Ryan, you've obviously seen them. Um, going forward, I wasn't that impressed with them. I mean, obviously, you know Moult is the main man and. <laughs> You know, I mean, you could you could very you could very easily just say you know, in terms of chances created in this game. Celtic and Celtic and Motherwell can kind of had an equal amount of chances. Mother uh, had a, had a point blank header and a free kick which hit the post. Um, so you know he did he did have a few chances during the game, but I think the moments in which they came were quite were quite. Uh, well, not great. I suppose is the words I'm not looking for, but uh, defensively, right up until the goal, I thought Motherwell were were excellent. Um I know Celtic have got a double header in the league coming up against them now and it's not gonna be it's not gonna be easy at all. Motherwell are good, like this for the first time seeing them properly for ninety minutes in the flesh, I was impressed with them. And it seems strange like a game that was like pretty much over after an hour saying that about a team, but they look good. <laughs> if anyone yes. wants to talk about Motherwell <laughs>
2: No, Motherwell are a good team this season. I mean, I've seen them three times now, Um, unfortunately, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) on all three occasions. Um, Yeah, I mean, they're a good side. I think their game plan today was to just kind of see the first half through, try and get through it without having too much damage, um, and then sort of come alive second half, and I think you've seen that at the start of the second half. Um, it was turned into a really open game, especially after Celtic scored, uh, and obviously the sort of big incident happens and then it just kind of ends the game as a contest. But I think Stephen Robinson's he's definitely brought in a large um, chunk of new players this season, but they seem to have all clicked rather quickly, and it's working for them. Uh, and they'll definitely be in about there uh, for the top six.
1: Um, I can't see them dropping out of that. I think it says a lot that Celtic's quietest spell in the game was the first half, because I thought, defensively, Mother were just so solid, like, it was very, very difficult for Celtic to create any clear-cut chances, um, and yeah, I, I don't blame them for setting up the way they did, I thought they were actually quite unlucky in the game. Um, obviously, the penalty incident we've we'll obviously discussed in depth um, already, but it's... I don't know. It's a diff- a difficult one for mother. Because when Celtic are playing at that level, it's it's always an uphill challenge. Anyway, um, but I mean, I, d- I don't think they disgraced themselves. Definitely not. I thought they were just maybe a bit unlucky in the day. Um, you never know on a on a, on a different day. Maybe Celtic aren't at their at the best, and maybe could have caught them cold. I didn't think Celtic were at their best, though. Um, I, d- I thought
2: they looked pretty average. No, but I think, I, as so I said, I think a lot of that on. was to do
1: with how Motherwell defended. I thought they were excellent.
2: That's what Defend. I mean. So I think Motherwell were actually in with a great shout, um, even at one 0 down um, up until the sort incident that killed it. I, th- I think um, Motherwell definitely fancy their chances um, in these two upcoming games, especially the one on is it Fir Park on Wednesday night?
0: Is that it's right? Fir
1: Park Wednesday, yeah. Yeah. Aye. I mean I mean, they, I mean,
0: even with Celtic's home form
1: they if they put in a performance
0: the yeah, if they put in a performance like they did in the first half for their time at Park Red, they could do they could do quite well I mean just going back to the first half performance I mean obviously I'm looking at it from a very Celtic-centric point of view but I mean I was talking to Lewis about this well two you guys uh, Ryan and Lewis about this earlier about how uh, in the first half there was a lot of angry people in the stand round <laughs> about me <laughs> uh, with Celtic not, not creating any chances. And I mean kinda Lewis and I kinda talk about this a bit like away days and uh <laughs> games at Hamden, you kinda you, you know, you're you're with people that aren't sitting round right about you in your your kinda your season ticket seat and you kinda go like what games do you watch at Parkhead that like you're this angry at in yeah, th- Hamden? Th- like, does this person watch football? <laughs> <laughs> You know, and the fact you know you're you're playing a game at Hampden, so it's a semi final probably. The other team you're going to be playing against is good enough to get to a semi final, so they're probably half decent, and you're angry that they are able to cross the halfway line with the ball, like for fuck's sake, but aye. <laughs> yeah, I mean. If if Mother will replicate that, especially at Parkhead when. You know, the crowd can turn sometimes uh, I think
1: we've seen that a few times They could, this they could do well we've seen that a they few times well. oh, in terms of uh, teams maybe sitting back a wee bit it's been difficult to break them down um, and the crowd are not getting on their back but there is a few kind of moans and groans that you feel you hear and I suppose the team does respond to that I mean Rodgers has talked about that in the past in the European games about how he, 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 he's wanting the fans to kind of not do that right because oh, like
3: he yeah. definitely def- has an impact on the players I think it, part of the moans and groans came from Celtic not being able to get out the way well pressed in that first half man for man pretty much just meant that they couldn't really get out from the back quickly and there was a few times where Smyunovic and Bliata couldn't and played it out of the park and couldn't find anyone and that's where a few of the moans and groans came from it seemed on the TV
0: Mm. Which is, which is quite interesting that they did this kind of man-for-man man thing, because that's what Aberdeen did last year, wasn't it, Ryan, I'm going to say? They tried oh, a man-for-man man approach in the League, League Cup final. Um, yes, although it didn't work, did it? Mm, no, which, which is quite interesting that, you know, uh, you know who, who knows? I mean, Robinson could have been looking at that and going, well, if we tweak this and this, this might work.
2: I mean, to be honest, It didn't, think, but... Um, I mean, Motherwell had a good game. Today I thought uh, generally, um, and I think the just Aberdeen were absolutely dire. <laughs> um, the League Cup final last year, um, and when you play as badly as that, I don't think any approach will work. So, but let's not revisit that, shall we? No. Um,
0: do you want to? Do you want to move on and talk about league football? Speaking yes. of da- speaking of dire teams. Uh, yeah, Dundee Rangers. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Who are, ta- this... who are you talking about there? Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Dundee moving off the bottom of the table with a two-one win over Rangers. Uh, yeah, Ryan. Rangers on for on for three in a row. You could actually you could actually see it midweek, couldn't you?
2: Mm. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Rangers are just in a bit of a uh trying to think of a word that we're not getting into trouble here. Um, Transitional period. Yes, mm. I don't know. I think their decision to keep Marty as manager for as long as they have is proving to be a bit um, costly. He's starting to look more and more out of his depth. I mean, he was hailed as a fantastic manager when they were, won their, his first two games... It, was that against Partick and who was the other team Hearts Hearts I mean th- those were two games he should be winning um, and I think he's starting to get found out and to, I think to be
1: fair to Murray I think we. Like, yeah there were two games that you should be expecting to win but there were two decent results I mean in terms of the actual scorelines I mean it was 3-1 I think against Hearts and um, was it 3 4 now against Partick Thistle Mm-hmm. Something that we've, okay. seen, I mean, we've seen Rangers struggle with score goals. I mean, we'll obviously go on and talk about it in this game. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, 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 I mean,
2: okay, right. Um, they might have been a bit buoyed by the fact um kashinya left, Murray's um, come back in, sort of changed the team about a bit. But that's kind of worn off that sort of hmm. almost new. It's a weird kind of inverse manager. of what happened last year, isn't it? Well, that Marty got beat off Dundee and Inverness. Is that right? Last year. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a bit of the same this year now, uh, and I think the fact that McInnes has come out and sort of put to bed the rumours that he'll be going to Rangers has put even more pressure on the Rangers board at the minute, and they're just what well, and they're not getting results. Not getting results, I should say. Um, it's not happening on the pitch or off the pitch at the minute. Um, and I think that's why you're seeing a lot of Rangers fans become increasingly annoyed as you've seen them shouting at their team, go off the park, <laughs> on Friday night, which was quite funny. Mm. Uh,
4: um, and
2: and seeing Murray almost close to tears, um, I will say is not pleasing, but... It, um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was quite amusing.
0: Um, just kind of... I mean, I suppose we probably will come back to Rangers at some point. Um, for Dundee, though, this is, this is huge. Yeah, massive. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a win. I mean, that just doesn't happen.
3: Yeah, if they hadn't won on Friday, that would have been three to four calendar months of this season. They hadn't picked up a victory, because this is their last, last game of uh, November. But um, they were, I actually thought they were brilliant. They really gave it a go. I think there was probably parts of the Dundee fans were wanting them to just maybe not sit off but not go at them nearly as much as they did and just from minute one I thought they were the better team and deserved the uh, three points and um, I think it shows when they've got the two the two full in Artanecce and Kerr and probably their two best players I'd, I'd have to say when they get around a form or a form run of games playing together I think uh, you'll really start to see their quality
0: it's a shame we don't have um, it's a shame we don't have Kelly Caller on the podcast because it would have been good to hear him talk about uh, O'Hara um, because apparently this is someone who a lot of people like to look at or at Kilmarnock and
1: was let go for basically nothing um, the, the only issue with O'Hara is he's quite inconsistent though right. I think when he's on his game he's, he's really really decent we saw it last year it was it was a starter last year um, or, or just when he originally just signed for Dundee putting put in a rerun of performances and we were getting this kind of chat of, of can we should never yeah. let him go and, and whatever and um, right was so at the time but he has just it's just keeping that consistency going I think um, he's not shown that form um, enough for me but I think definitely showed it on Friday night and he was uh, tremendous he was really really good
3: He's been in and out quite a lot um the team this season. That's that, just to come back to that, but I mean, it uh, was a bit weird that he started the season so well. He scored against us in the League Cup, um, but just hasn't kicked on until now. Hopefully, it can be a bit of a turning point for him as well.
0: Just kind of d- generally about Dundee. Um... I watched the game I th- one of the tweets that the, the I'm going to you know go against the official line here but one of the tweets that the burst ball put out saying the first half wasn't great I actually thought it was a really high tempo like first half I really I really enjoyed it I mean there wasn't that many chances in the first half but in terms of you know the intensity the game was played that I really I really enjoyed it do you think I mean let's just obviously let's just jump to rash conclusions here lads um <laughs> it, <laughs> Do you think this is kind of Dundee kind of turning a corner? Or do you no. think it's just they're playing Rangers who are a basket case at the moment, and if you were going to pick up three points, you were going to pick up three points in this game?
1: D- do you remember the m game with Rangers we just last year? Yeah. Do you think this is exactly the same? Well, I don't want to be too harsh, but yes. Um, <laughs> no. I don't know. It just had all the kind of hallmarks of that, because Dundee haven't really shown performances like this this season there's not really been well, enough to- of these well, performances Tom, this season I mean um, Tom start was saying they don't win so like <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know it's just for whatever reason a lot of teams seem up their game when they play Rangers sometimes they don't but a lot of, time they, they, a lot of times they do um, and I don't know if this is one of these occasions it's hard to tell really um, you'd like to think they'll go on a wee run um, because it's quite exciting at the bottom end and there's no real there's no team that's, like, like previous seasons, we had United or Inverness. There's not a oh. clear candidate for relegation this year. There's not even a massive battle I think Dundee are probably the closest to that at the moment. Um, and even them, I think they're only a point behind um, whoever's in 11th. Maybe Paulie Thistle. No, what? Uh, oh. not sure. But, al- um, Dundee are 11th. They're I don't they're all, they're sorry, relaxed. so part part of it. Sorry, yeah. our, our bottom, yeah. a bottom with point behind. Um, so there's not a lot in it at that end, um, and yeah, I don't know. I think uh, for for our sake, hopefully they they put a wee run together, and it's quite interesting at that end.
3: I think it could be a turning point. I think McCann's seen his team so so much this season, partly down to injuries, but a lot to do with just changing in personnel and formation. They have drifted between feet the back and four to the back a lot. I think the team they had out on Friday does look like their strongest team. I think if they can keep this team playing, I know Haber got injured, but I think if they can keep most of this team playing every week, I think they're as good a team as any below, below Rangers in the league, I'd say.
0: Before we before we can come back to Rangers, <laughs> uh, Scott Allen.
2: Now that that was funny. Excellent. <laughs> Look, it he has, like it happen to a better team? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, the thing is, like we know, like like
0: he's, a, like he's a good footballer. Like we know he can do that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously, he's he's helped by the fact that the Rangers' defense can of just let O'Hara just have space in the eighteen-yard box and whatever. But like his ability to pick that out, like it's good. I like Scotland. I want to see him do well oh,
3: no. I don't like Scotland, and I don't want to see him do well so
0: <laughs> that's why you listen to the birth blog conflicting opinions <laughs> uh, <laughs> right yeah so um, it's exactly a month since Casino uh, was sacked they might as well just give the job to, uh, to Marty full time now surely <laughs> but they might as
1: well <laughs> Oh, that just uh... I think I hinted at the fact that they, I think they, they probably would hold on to Murray for a wee while, but it wasn't because they just don't know how to pick a manager. It was more so because I thought Murray was doing an all right, an all right job and there would be no reason to rush into that yeah, decision. Yeah. But I, I I don't know really? what's going on. Um, there's a lot of kind of talk about them not even having interviewed any candidates. Um, and there was the rumors this morning about uh, Tony Adams. Tony Adams. Just, nice. like, see when you start hearing stuff like that and then you get really, really worry, like if you're a Rangers fan. Um I don't know. I d I don't know well, I don't know, I mean they can they got manager and pronto, but it's it's not even looking like they're even anywhere close to um to getting someone in. Either that or they're just very, very uh, very good with keeping secrets, but I don't know. Do you think there like may be the,
3: the reason we're getting names like Tony Adams coming out and Steve McLaren do you think they're maybe doing that because they haven't got McInnes and the manager they're going to get is whilst better than those Pretty two sure. a bit underwhelming they're maybe doing that so fans lower their expectations hmm.
0: I don't know could it, even, it, it could even it could even be a kind of like look if you're a football manager and you think you're better than those two and want to manage Rangers get your CV in mm-hmm. oh hmm
2: I don't so, like inundated mm. with CDs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's just it's just really strange, it's like Rangers are almost a bit of a paradox because like Jesus, a you look at them and you go and you go like <laughs> They've uh-huh. got, you know, probably the the second highest spending power in the league. They've got, you know, one of the biggest stadiums in the league you could argue they've got one of the best squads in the league yet they're still an absolute basket case like (laughs) I don't know maybe it's somehow it's somehow appealing and just a horrible like concept at the same time it's so so
2: strange maybe we just have to accept and Rangers fans as well that they're now just a mediocre team
1: (laughs) which they are at the minute I don't think you'll have Rangers fans accepting that though and I d no. I don't think they should either because I think with the money they're they're paying uh, some of these players they should not be expecting um, Aye, they, sh- they shouldn't be sitting they should be setting fourth. I mean there was the there was that uh, obviously that <laughs> the the post of the four four that was doing the rounds on Twitter, the guy was panicking about um the next couple of weeks I think they've got Aberdeen, they've got Celtic, they've got Hibs. they've got a lot of tough fixtures coming up and if they've not got a manager in um before then then it' It does look a bit worrying, um, from that point of view, and there's talk about even being out of the top six or whatever, which I don't think is gonna happen, but. Um, no, when, Huff, there's even, when there's even when d- football
0: games and Hamilton aren't picking up more than twenty four
1: points. Yeah. But when there's even though <laughs> the, the, the thought of that potentially happening, I think you know there's real real problems, and I don't know if, because you see all the kind of managers been linked and you think well some of them kind of aren't the worst names or unworst worst candidates, but you just look at the whole situation at Rangers, um, the boardroom, the the coaches, stuff, everything. The players, it it's not good. It's really, really not good, and it's a it's a it's a mess, really. And I don't know if a manager or just one single guy is going to fix all of that. I think it might take more than that, but I don't know.
0: Yes. It's not great. That's my assessment. Um Gonna <laughs> move on. Yeah. Yeah. For what was what was a great result for uh, your team, Aberdeen, Ryan. Yes. Today.
2: Three one away at Kelly. Yep. Love playing down in Ayrshire. I think Derek McKinnis well, I know for a fact Derek McInnes has never lost to um Kilmarnock. So I think playing Kelly's just Given points to us, to be honest sorry, <laughs> sorry, um, killy Cal, but yeah, we just seem to love playing down in Ayrshire, I think before the drop of Taudry we'd won 13 straight games against Kilmarnock or something like that um, so it was definitely the kind of team we'd want to come up against when we we're sort of needing to bounce back from this um, sort of sticky patch we've been in um, and I think it's important to get back to um, winning ways, shall we say, with th- we've got a tough fixture list coming up as well. Um. So to get that three points, um, and sort of pull away from Hibs and Rangers, with them both dropping points again, at the weekend, um, is really important. Yeah.
1: Steve Clark, not a happy bunny. He was seething, absolutely seething after the match. Mm. Uh, I would not want to be in that dressing room. Um, full time or half time as well for that matter in fact half time is probably worse uh, yes given, I was going to say that <laughs> um, he described it as disgraceful um, and I think uh, the BBC I don't know who it was it was interviewing him but he asked him about the fact um, uh, he was talking about how the game plan goes out the window when Aberdeen scores so early and uh, he said that there was no game plan it's down to the it's, the game plans don't matter it's down to the players and the players just didn't perform today and and no. uh, yeah, I, I can't disagree with them. I think it just seemed like Kelly were still, I don't know, still in their beds at the start of the game, almost, like, they were just absolutely <laughs> just asleep at the wheel the, for for a large part of the game, certainly in terms of defending anyway, um, just stuff that you haven't been seeing from Kelly. I mean, Kelly had been really, really organised since uh, Clark came in, and they were far from organised um, on Sunday
0: yeah bit of a shambles I mean we have we have we've spoken about this before like there's this kind of I mean not to not to wheel out the old dinosaur kind of way of looking at (laughs) it but uh, there's there's a classic reference (laughs) but you know there's this kind of there's this kind of dinosaur mentality of like tactics don't matter Uh, it's the players on the day and if the players do their job we'll be we'll be fine but like I think tactics do matter yeah um, however if the players can't be asked to implement the tactics the tactics don't matter with, yeah then At you all. end up with that which is like yeah which is just I mean it was just awful I, mean, I
1: know it was, it was
0: the third the third goal's criminal like it's it's actually scandalous like, there's like four or five opportunities for them to win the ball there and it somehow ends up in their own net like, even the so second they don't
1: put it in their own net but May, may it does well but like it's just oh my god even my... the second goal as well um just even the Sekeli players kinda of coming off the line almost, um <laughs> when the um when the ball goes in they're just really, really slow to react. And that's right. why is able to get in there. Um and then, I don't know, just deflects off like eight different players and goes into the goes into the net. Right. But um also there's something I wanna point out, um quite funny how um it was Shinne and McLean who combined for the first goal. Yes, um, that was rather pleasing. Well, Chris Boyd obviously. Um, a wall at him.
3: Shinny's now the second-top sister in the league as well.
1: Is he not top?
3: Oh, I thought he was second-top.
1: Uh, he's not good he's enough, top. Tom. He's not good enough. He has seven assists, definitely, in the league, so... He's not good enough, hmm. and Chris Boyd um, knows that because he's played against them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I love how... Um, Chris Boyd came on and just looked like an old dad playing a
1: charity match <laughs>
2: um,
4: that's the thing like, play-
1: like, Joe mm. Lewis had um, the kind of Mairways kick out at one point Boyd's just so sore to react uh, <laughs> capitalise on it um, it's quite sad actually but, um, ah, that
0: was after we let Jordan Jones shot go through him I'm saying let because obviously we like winding up the idea that Joe Lewis is the best keeper in the league yes but, of uh, course Really there's a huge opportunity to capitalise on that, and it's just nah. It's no, just an uncharacteristic
1: you, right. uh, mistake from, of course, the the great, uh, the best goalkeeper in the league, obviously. So, he's made quite a lot of them this season, but he's obviously still far and away the best goalkeeper in the league. I don't there's any argument there.
0: Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> However, Chris Boyd not able to to make most of it. Um,
1: <laughs> Stevie May. Now there's a Scottish striker. It's his eightieth league goals. goal. There you go. Come to sports anyway. I'm not sure if that includes English as well.
3: Don't think he got many down south. To be fair.
1: Mm. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously not eightieth of like the I, I, season, I, I, like eightieth <laughs> overall. <he laughs> fire, just in case yeah, anyone's yeah, like, "What ah, ah. the fuck is he
0: talking about?" <laughs> he scored like four yeah, five had, or five like, Yeah, useless James Forrest starts earlier in the podcast, <laughs> so not giving out, not giving out any more fake news. Hi, um, do you know when I saw it? Because I was like, I was on my way to the Celtic game, and I saw them giving uh, the first goal as an own goal. That's his. Like that is absolutely his goal. Yeah, I think it's
2: just the fact it takes two deflections <laughs> one of I think chance. Chance. Yeah. Um I mean yeah, he'll be claiming it. He kind of half-heartedly claimed it, but it should definitely be given to him. I think as we flick on as uh on target. Um and he'll be hoping he gets it anyway. And it's just good to see him sort of get back in amongst the goals. I think he was on a eight game streak without any goals. I mean he got a few assists in that period, but um, it's always important to get goals um, for strikers, especially. I mentioned it going into some tough games, so you'll be going into that with a bit more confidence now as well.
1: Mm. Can I just yes. point something out um, just quickly before we move on? Are sure. They made the they made the point about it on the sports scene, um, the fact that Kelly has conceded six goals in uh, Clark's first two home games. I don't know if this awful home record will. Um, continue under Clark or if it's just to I mean I know the Hibs game oh, I'll hit the hit the post or the woodwork or whatever um, a few times and I'm quite unlucky in that game but I don't know if it's just I don't know if it's blips or if this that actually has something to this whole home who do thing mm. the cost of the
0: plastic pitch mm. um, yeah we probably should move on shouldn't we yep to another plastic pitch. Uh, Hamilton Hibbs. Yeah, Neil Lennon. There's another person who's not a happy bunny. That was, that was good fun. It's good to see Stephen Lennon back, isn't it?
3: <laughs> yeah, he'd been too happy they, for the past they, 18 months.
1: <laughs> they, don't, they don't even tackle, they just kick. <laughs> no, it's, it's Stephen Lennon for no reason as well, because oh, like, like, it was obviously... I mean there was the two kind of chances or the two fouls that kind of talked about in the sports scene obviously McGee probably should have been given a penalty um, that obviously mm-hmm. it's a clear foul before um, the goal but uh, for Hamilton but in the day it's a simple ball in the box um, and Hibs have failed to deal with it um, I, again Hibs have had a lot of set pieces in this match in pretty decent areas as well um, I don't know if that's I I wouldn't say that's Hamilton's fault. they not taking advantage of that. Um, I just don't think Hibbs were clinical enough in this game, and I think that. Um. Although I do like to see Lennon kind of see them, I don't. <laughs> I don't think there was really any valid reason for it. Um, I find it it's just a of tactics. From. Um. Uh, yeah. Um.
0: We should probably talk about the goals. Um. <laughs> No, two of the podcast favourites I suppose we'll kind of, we'll kind of mention uh, Simon Murray scoring the, the goal for Herbst uh, Yeah he's You know Scoring goals Good to see Is it? <laughs> Tom Is it good to see him score goals? <laughs>
3: uh, yeah I, I I, didn't see the highlights of this game I missed this one I was uh, busy doing something So thankfully I missed him Seeing him score Because it's never a delight When he scores now don't worry, that's the two nice players you've asked me. Yeah, it only seemed too better I do quite enjoy football, but the two people I've been asked about, I don't particularly care for. Um, <laughs> no, it was nice to see Rahana score. Couldn't get a work permit till mid-October, but he's doing all right since he's come in.
0: It's a, I mean, again, um, I know we kind of... We, we she on, will be out non, in non, about a non. year.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well... <laughs>
0: No, because, no, I mean, Brexit means Brexit, but, like, not for... Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> uh, the ball, I mean, obviously, the, the header's a fantastic, you know, looping header, but again, just because we kind of wanked off Temple in the podcast last week. Uh... Ah, brown ball in as well.
2: Yes. Okay. I don't. I thought. <laughs> I just always thought this game was going to be a draw. I don't, for some reason... I never really envisaged
1: Hibs, Hibs or, Hibs or, or, or Hamilton winning this one. All, of yeah, them, I all, all the chances were Hibs, and I think Hamilton had that one chance. And I suppose it had been very clinical, there was a similar story I brought, but... Um, yeah. I, yeah, just, I, mean, one
2: I can, and... can sympathise with Hibs, I mean, I've been to Hamilton twice last year and experienced <laughs> the same thing, except didn't come away with a point. Um, it is very annoying, but I think Hamilton are just um, Hibs' bogey team this season, or boger team, um, as we like to point <laughs> mm. out in this podcast. And it looks as if that's going to be the case.
1: And I, for for me, just in terms of the amount of chances they had, I think, to blame Hamilton um, and their kind of um, British um, behaviour at times on the field. British? The, the, Brit- the British, sorry. Thuggish. Thuggish, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I think it's said British no, as much as nationality. Br- British. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think to kind of blame that uh, for the kind of sole reason for not picking up three points, I, I don't think that's a good enough excuse. I think, simply put, Hibs weren't clinical enough. Um, I think if they were, they were a, fairly comfortable, even with the thuggish behaviour of British behaviour.
3: Brut- they, like cl- they weren't clinical enough. And who did they have up front? Simon Murray.
1: Hmm. Well, he scored... He did score, to be fair, yeah. Just one. Just
3: one. <laughs> <Just won.
2: laughs> and yes, it was a fantastic finish from Simon Murray. Oh, as, Tom, as, as As Tom uh, ducked out that
1: question, I'll answer it.
3: Yeah, I, yeah. I generally didn't see it. And I don't want to ever <laughs> see it. But... It's
1: f- five games un- undefeated for half one. So there you go. Yeah, this yeah.
0: is
2: this is, this is is insane. This is so good. What we'd
1: run not going on. They're
2: never going to lose. We <laughs> just yeah yeah I don't know they, they, they're they, always in the same position on the table as well it's like they never seem to like play they just get awarded points that keep <laughs> in the
1: same position did this game there's actually con- happen
0: there's a conspiracy theory for you Aye, right. Hamilton don't actually play games of football unless it's
1: that's against that's why they never Europe. get relegated
0: <laughs> no, that's why they never get relegated nobody can find any evidence of them actually losing games of football <laughs> all those all, all those one-each draws last season never happened eh uh, very right, anyway speaking of games I wish didn't happen uh,
1: <laughs> wow
2: Hearts Ross County yeah I'm going to go and say straight in and say Hearts will get relegated this season
1: oh my god
2: <laughs> yeah you think, my...
0: they're gonna, they think they're going to you think they're going
2: to 2014 Hibs it yes no, not even that they're just dire aren't they I mean it's just so boring
1: I don't know if they're gonna win a game for the rest of the season. Well, I was seeing this game though. It was what we were talking about in the last couple of podcasts, and that um, they've been scoring a lot of their goals from outside the box. But this time, like all their chances came from outside the box, because they couldn't score any goals. So yeah, it's just I don't know. They, for whatever reason, they, they they've they've got an issue with finding. Finding players in good positions, or or maybe it has a positioning, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, not not great stuff from Hearts. I can't I mean, I think, not, uh, Sorry, on you go.
3: I just can't understand how a team of with Hearts like financial backing. How they've got such a just poor squad. Having to rely well, on so many gonna, youngsters.
2: That's what I was going to say. I think until they get rid of this team, they're just going to be lingering about mid table the whole time. Everyone like, uh, was season. talking
1: about how good they were on paper, though, at the start of the season. In oh, terms of the kind of people uh, they they brought in. But, like, obviously, mm-hmm. Lafferty and Berra and stuff. And I think those guys had made a difference, but...
2: Only them. Not the other players they brought in. I mean, there's a massive turnaround of players. I found Levine's comments after the game really enlightening. He said that it'll take two or three transfer windows to Jeez, overhaul the team. Oh. Oh, was he decreased. not in charge of? Was he not in charge has of fault, yeah. the last? Yeah, the last transfer windows. I mean, he's totally shirking the blame over the whole Ian Cathro period, which is just—he's just this, this sleek character. He's just fitting perfectly um, <laughs> into my into her pigeonholed Him, uh, he's just totally trying to shirk blame from this team, who he had a large say in bringing in didn't have, just... did have a large say,
1: had the final say, yeah, the well, ultimate exa- say exa- yes, this is his exactly. fault this is not Carthrow's exactly. fault, you can blame carthro for the way maybe the teams are, the players are performing um, but you can't blame him for the recruitment because that's Levine's that's his area and as we're just kind of pointing out here the team's just not good enough and that, that's, I, that's I, Levine's fault
3: I think in his defence, I, I don't think he bought all the players, I think I think he trusted Catherine quite a lot because there's a lot of players there that they signed um, that just are not typical Craig Levine signings unless he's gone away in the years since he got sacked from Scotland and just changed his ethos, which doesn't look like he has by the way they play on the pitch. Um, they just don't look like Craig Levine signings.
1: I think yeah, but I, he still had the saying. Yeah, them. and I think I think January you you've got a point in terms of they did see. With, I don't know how many players they brought in, but. It, it seemed to be a very scattergun approach uh, last January whereas the summer it was I don't know maybe more Levine type kind of signings in mm-hmm. terms of Berra and Lafferty and stuff and
3: yeah. I'm
1: not sure um, but aye as, but, as Ryan points out he still had the final say and for him to I be just, shucking the yeah. blame here it's you know, I think he's pretty, quite poor for him but
0: I like the idea yeah. was like that episode of the Simpsons where like Bart goes to home where he goes up and he's like uh, Dad, can I have $1,500 to buy like, a video game or something like that? And Homer like reaches into his wallet and he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. I like the idea that that's what Catherine was doing uh, with Levine. He's like, can I have a couple hundred grand to go and get Kyle Lafferty? Yeah, sure, whatever, fine, okay. I've
3: got it! Dad, give me
0: $750. Okay. Keep the trial going, I'll be right back. Your Honour, I'd like to call all of my surprise witnesses again. <laughs> They just didn't give a fuck about like, any of the recruitment, whatever, just rubber stamp and everything. Ah, oh, sure,
2: just bring him in, whatever, cool. Okay, fine. But, yeah. I think um, I was going to ask, how much do you think it would take for Levine to get sacked? I mean, I think he's in a bit of a pretty untouchable position. Um, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a strange one. It's going to take a long period of poor results for him to get sacked. Um, and even then, he might just sort of go back up into his director of football role. It's all a bit strange for me. I don't see it getting much better for Hearts anytime soon. Yeah. They've got, I mean, well, their
0: next four games are home to Hamilton, home to Motherwell, home to Dundee, and then home to Celtic. And then they're away to St Johnson, and then they're home to Hibbs we'll know by
1: the Hibs game but you say that though and I'm kind of I'm inclined to agree with Ryan here I think already there's a, a bit of a, a a large segment of the Hearts fans that maybe are not happy with how things are going on on the pitch um, and. I mean they booed him off on uh, Saturday yeah, and they are I suppose they're kind of notoriously quite uh, picky when it comes to the manager and obviously obviously um, got a bit of well, it was obviously the plane, but <laughs> I think <laughs> that's oh, obviously not. That, it, it, it's obviously not like representative of the entire fan base. But there was a, a small minority that were um, not happy with how things were going under Nielsen, and now when you kind of times that by ten, in terms of how kind of bad they're doing, there, there's obviously there's a lot of people not happy there. So I I, I don't know. Um, I think he might be given a bit of bit of time as well um, I miss, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this and I'll say I'm, I'll be surprised if, he's, uh, if he has been sacked before the end of the season Oh I
2: think he's got till the end of the season, end end season.
1: Yeah. I don't think he will get sacked as long as he's not in any danger of relegation I think which could I which still happen will. but which they will be um, by my um, prediction th- I mean Sorry, they're not on.
0: they're not winning games and they've got a lot of home games that's not a good combination no but yeah that's my kind of that's my kind of final thoughts on hearts <laughs> I mean we, we've barely talked about the game and I, I just don't I don't see the point I agree
1: good point for Ross County uh... Ross County actually put the ball in the red, so I suppose there is that mm. A Respect week of for disgraceful
2: that. decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we never that. Sorry, uh, just because you mentioned that being offside, we never mentioned the offside goal. I, I, I was just, um,
0: yeah, just thinking that
1: at Rugby
2: Park. just
0: Fuck to say me! That. I know, Jesus
1: Christ. It's the fact it's it's that, it's that the, the linesman is so quick as well. It raises flag, and it's like I, at least well, a yard, maybe two yards, onside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just thought we had to highlight that before
2: moving in any further on.
0: Uh. <laughs> actually, can I actually? I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back to the Kamara game and, and talk about some briefly. Uh, you know the 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 defensive line that they had for the this the Stevie May <laughs> Yes. Uh this was something under and I remember at Parkhead, like there was like people read about me, someone would get fucking raging about this all the time because they would all stand in a line on the 18-yard line and everyone would have their arms out and the guy would go, oh, here we go, fucking line dancing every fucking week. Yes. <laughs> <Not line laughs> but like, but like, everyone in that defensive line, they were like, okay, we're in a line and we can see where the defensive line is. That was so bad, the Kelly game. That was so, so bad. Right, we should move on. We should stop because, yeah, we're, we're way, way away. That was like two games away. Eh... Uh, Let's move on to the championship, shall we?
1: Oh dear. Tom. Oh dear. I uh,
3: repeat, six or seven, was it, Tom? <laughs> uh, no, I said Dundee United would win and maybe over two or three goals. Um, and I was wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, For I anyone do...
0: listening who's unaware of the result, it was Brecon City won, Dundee United one. I won.
3: Uh, do... It's not the most disappointing result we've had. I, I... We were... God. By all counts were really, really good in the first half and should have been three or four up. Um, I think what might have happened. This is just totally allegedly. There's no. There's nothing behind this at all. Oh, I, here we go. I am <laughs> not for this. I think what might have happened at half time was Darren Dodd said to his team, "If we don't get a result here, I'm I'm going. I think my position will be unattainable." <gasps> what? And I think I guess players played for him because these are players that, in all honesty. I'll be like, aren't particularly good <laughs> and maybe I think maybe a lot of them think this is the best they'll get to so they've oh, they owe a lot of where they are to Darren Dodd being in the championship I think they maybe realise that right he's got us there we'll try and keep we'll try and keep him here
1: I, that's I my personal
3: thinking and I, I think because okay, he's a total United change be winning
1: that. I think maybe they're looking too much into freaking City half time team talks I don't think well, he's saying that
3: well they came out at the start of the second half and were totally changed going from it from minute one there's a spate of corners after about two minutes and they scored not long after well they scored after two minutes in the second half even so it's just I, I think that's what it was and I think from there they sat in we've seen them quite a lot of times this season and that's what they do They'll, for straight teams they're big teams and I honestly don't think this is the worst result in the world we we have struggled against teams at the bottom of the table for, and we have struggled for goals it's not going to change overnight we're not going to start scoring loads and loads of goals all the time. I think last week will be a bit of a blip until um, Shaba gets his, uh, the way he wants to play over, But because um, I think Falkirk is just in absolute disarray at the moment. Uh, whereas I think Breakin, despite not being very good, are know what they're doing defensively. I don't think many teams will go out there and beat th- threes or fours. It's maybe a bit naive in myself to say we've beaten them by three or four.
2: Six or seven, I think, were the words you used.
3: But... I do not recall... <laughs>
2: But, I mean, come on. I mean, Breakin had two points prior to this game. I mean, if Dundee United are going to win the league comfortably, you need to be beating Brecon, Regardless whether home or away. And especially being 1-0 up.
3: This is a manager who, who does play a different style of football to what we were playing. And I think um, it will take time to get used to it. And it doesn't help when you've got teams that will just sit in and try and defend. I, 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 we're not going to win every game this season. I, I don't think Breakin away will be the... Uh, easiest place we'll go to I think most of our points will be picked up at home I, th- I I, I said it when at the start of the season I said it through I think we will probably go uh, and win most of if not all of our home games this season
0: mm. which actually didn't happen in the championship this weekend uh, nobody won the home games yeah I think I th- if there was anything
1: you said there that was right Tom it was the fact that Wigan will not be the easiest place you go to I think it'll be the 4 no. Dog stadium mm-hmm. no yeah like, Craig well Gamble season. called this didn't he
0: sorry Craig Gamble called this didn't he yeah he
1: actually yeah, yeah, said 3-0 three three yeah mm-hmm. to be fair I thought they'd get beat as well but not 3-0 I mean I don't know I not I mean that's
0: I mean that's not that's not as if like that's not as if we're going like oh Morton are you know shy and there's no chance they're gonna you know go in there and clamp Falkirk it's just like that that shouldn't that shouldn't happen like Falkirk shouldn't be losing 3 nothing at home like it's just
1: oh my god that is bad it is really bad not even that though I think just the fact that how this season's kind of gone Um it's not the first time that they've been on the end of a pretty poor result. and um, you can forgive it if it's the odd blip. Um as maybe I suppose Brecon might be for United, as maybe even the Barton might be for Dunfermline, but um I, I, I don't know, this is just and even well, still, at the... still no wins in the league in five. Yeah. And you're looking at the stats, I mean kind had a majority possession, but I just I don't know. Um I don't know what's going on it's not good
0: it's not good
1: is the official no. the official assessment <laughs> nah, I, mean, oh, um, I, I mean if you do want to get in no. depth about it I am um, been the, the, the journalist that I am I uh, actually spoke to David McCracken at the weekend um, and asked him about he's, how he can he's are, still alive yes yes he is still alive he's played for Peterhead um, at the moment
0: but um, however, dur- however during your interview he was there
2: uh, he almost didn't
1: survive. Well yeah, actually I. Um he had a wee kinda coughing incident, um and I thought I might be uh, on the end of an even bigger story. Um <laughs> but, but um no um I no, he, he just he just said some interesting things about um about fall cooking and why they're in the situation that they are. Um and I think um, a great point he made he made was the fact that um they let go of a lot of experienced players. Obviously, he was one of them. Um oh, right. <laughs> But even guys like John Baird, um, like Bob McHugh, um, I suppose, even uh, like uh, Luke Leahy as well. Like Leahy was obviously always probably gonna go, but they've been pretty uh, vital and critical to the uh, the, um, the title challenges or the, uh, or the kind of promotion bids the last couple of years they know what it takes to be up um, the, end, the upper end of the, of the table and I don't know if it's maybe just a, a matter of getting rid of too many of them. Um, cause to be honest, I, I didn't really bat an eyelid when they were getting rid of guys at Baird and McHugh, because you're kind of thinking, well, maybe in and out the team and, and whatever, but even just in terms of the dressing room and stuff, I mean, that obviously has an effect, um, but... I, I don't know I think we've obviously talked about the fact that recruitment has been the issue but I think all the departures as well um, maybe we're quite quick to get rid of a lot of players that um, may not have how vital they were actually to the to the team to the overall squad I mean it is as really just like incredible to
0: think about how like I mean you would have looked at Falkirk and you would have said you know good manager in place you know there's you know, decent squad there and, you know, there's good foundations whereas, now you're looking at and going like, what the fuck is going, yeah. going on?
1: It's, <laughs> I mean, even for example, like, they brought in Rory Loy, um in the summer and you compare that with John Baird and McHugh, like, I think you'd pick either of them over him every day of the week. Obviously, um, Rory Oy was at Dundee last year and obviously there's a bit of cashier there and he's put us in decent performances in his time but, I don't know, I think looking back, you probably wouldn't have made any of those moves. You probably would have kept some of those players. and I don't know, it's a, it's a really, really difficult one to kind of pin down. Obviously, confidence is a huge issue as well. Um, the team are lacking confidence big time. Um, and I kind of some of them, in the last year when they went on a wee, eh, well, they went on a really poor run poor runner form. Um, but I think the big thing really is January is... Uh, I think that's what saved St Mirren last year, and I think that's what if Foca got to be saved, that's the one thing that will uh, help them. Uh, they need to get it right in January. Need to get it right um, because it's just not working at the moment.
0: Mm, um. I mean, you mentioned St Mirren there. Um. They. I mean, there's a bit of a there's a bit of a like a hoodoo around their journeys up into the Highlands, isn't there? Yeah. I guess that they managed to break. Um, There's something in the water but, right here. Mm, uh, well, not anymore. <laughs> no. Uh, considering, considering the 1-2-0. Uh, big game coming up for them. Against Livingston, sorry. Probably should. Yeah, I got no there. idea. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, the game against Livingston, because that is going to be... I mean... Winner of that game goes top, I think, because I don't think
1: Dundee United have played midweek. No. Yeah, obviously obviously those two teams as well had to get game in hand um, over Dundee United, Aye, and the Deferman as well, who are just behind them, sitting in fourth. So, yeah, it's funny that you would, right at the start of the year you would think that St Mirren and Livingston would, uh, would have this match where whoever won would go I top of the top of the table team. clash?
0: Yeah. Uh. Although I did call, I, I'm one of the, I think I was the only podcast member to call St. winning the championship. So, yeah. who knows? But would, so. would have been <laughs> true as as the table is right now. Dundee United are in the best position. Yeah, uh, yeah. do not move on? Do not move on to League One? Why not? Why not? Uh, I mean, the one that stands out is East Fife just clamping near tree, six one.
1: Mm, yeah, his <laughs> five went on I, I don't think they were on too good or on a form as well going into it. um but I I don't know Um just you really worry about them a wee bit um, it's, it's more than man a man the defeat I think more than anything Um at least five scored a lot of goals Um there's been a lot of goals in the games I think this season but um I still think there's there's no real excuse for um getting beat by a margin. Mm. Um just generally looking at the
0: other results are both being four four two one, two one. Um and I suppose the kinda the, the top of the table results, uh, I know Wraith Rovers, they
1: beat Queen's Park 2. Second I half. Yeah, yeah,
0: they they beat Yeah, Queen's Park 2-0 and I think a lot of their goals well, both of their goals came in the second half, I think. Uh, I was going to say leaving it late however
1: Air United I think left it later than yeah, pretty much everyone else in the country in <laughs> yeah. uh, it was both Air United and our that scored um, mm. stoppage time
3: mm. to win yeah Bobby Liddell got a winner a acquaintance
0: so, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah so um, yeah aye there is a title race absolutely I know there was kind of poo-pooed earlier in the season when I was saying like well air could be up with Rafe Rovers but they kind of I mean Rafe Rovers have a game in hand but they'll both be sitting round about 30 32 points you know it's just, it's going to be good fun this season I reckon I reckon it's going to go all the way just you wait till the
1: clocks go forward there will be no true. title race <laughs> true it'll be all be over then to be fair, uh, was did win in the weekend, so the whole myth about that, Yeah, which yeah. Uh, they don't play well when the cocks go back or whatever. Um, mm. destroyed this weekend.
0: <laughs> um and right, we will move on we'll move on to League Two because we we should have a match report from our man Johnny Clark, who was at
2: Stenhouse Muir against Montrose. Montrose went top of the league on, on Saturday with a, a 1-0 win at Stenhouse Muir, and I think they were, they thoroughly deserved it, it's, uh, it was a really quite, quite a bizarre game, because when Mintrose won 1-0 at early goal, and um, they kind of sat back, they've had a really, really good defensive record this season, you didn't really doubt them, to be honest, um, actually about 30 seconds after, after scoring Mark McGuigan put one over the bar from about two yards from Steny, and then from then until about the 90th minute, they didn't have a shot, Um Stenny should have scored twice in the last minute, but they couldn't break down what was a really, really, really stubborn um, Montrose defence, marshaled by Sean Dillon. Um, I thought Montrose were well-deserving. Their assistant manager told me that he thought they were lucky, so um, quite a bizarre game, but Montrose top of the league too. Yeah, so Johnny there with, you know,
0: Stenhouse-Muir losing again. I mean, if anyone is... You know, long-time listener of the podcast. will probably hear Johnny talk about that quite a bit. So, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I mean, yeah, the other results. I mean, Elgin City winning 5-1 at Barrett Rangers. Um, My favourite was... uh, One of my favourite, like, Twitter updates in the weekend is I believe when it went 5-1, just Barrett Rangers just tweeted, like, 5-1, and then the all the upside-down smiley face, which I quite liked. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And I suppose Edinburgh City drawing with Beath, nothing each. And drawing with Clyde,
1: nothing each. The most predictable game um, of the whole weekend, the Beath game. Um, 0-0. Had 0-0 written over it right from the start. (laughs) Um, Anyone didn't put 0-0 in predictions, Uh, anyone that put um, maybe a correct score, um, coupon on, uh, and certainly did anything other than 0-0, is an absolute buffoon. Uh, This was always going to (laughs) be 0-0. And... It was no nil, so yeah. um Beef, I had a start from Jeff Stellan, so I'm not sure if it's too um, accurate, but he said Kenan Beef haven't scored a first half goal since August twelfth. Jeez, oh. I, think they, I, I, I definitely t- think t- they haven't scored enough a first half goal since August. So that's, I mean, that's quite depressing. But.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's that's not good. No. I mean not scoring goals in general is bad yeah. but like that's that's really not good mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like I've said that a lot this podcast but anyway I think, um, I think Elgin
1: deserve a bit of credit um, Gavin yes. Price seems to be That's a clamping yeah Gavin, <laughs> Gavin Price like since he's taken over he's just I don't know he's just he's really turned things around um, not even turned things around just really took them up a level and then they're kind of in the mix I think with the kind of uh top teams in that division. It's quite an interesting division as well. Obviously, Stalin and Peter Head get postponed. Sadly, I was meant to be in that game. Um, no.
4: Yeah.
1: But aye, uh, because of that, I think it's made things quite interesting. Obviously, I think Montrose are top now. Um, so, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: yeah, credit to Montrose. That's all I had to say on the map. <laughs> 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 Another
3: title race there. Um, Five
2: points yeah the it's total only... five. Yeah, it's pretty insane. One I'm not getting too excited about, if I'm honest. Oh. <laughs> nah, my my team in League Two are Elgin, so it's good to see them in and about um, the playoffs as they always are until they bottle it over the last five games of the season, which I'm thoroughly looking forward to once again. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I could see the bo the bottom of the table is is has it has been for like the past what two years now. Can <laughs> beef, Edinburgh City Clyde. Uh, yeah, bring back no East Ellingshire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Right. We probably should move on on that on that note. We probably <laughs> should move on. Uh, questions, questions, and comments. Here we go. Right. Okay. KT the goalie. Welcome, uh, welcome us. back. Not heard him in a while. What is Craig Thompson? Answers on a postcard oh.
1: trip. A, a very bad referee.
3: <laughs> yeah, not good. Blind. A ruiner of fine football matches.
1: But also correct. Um Away. <laughs> nah, it wasn't a penalty. Oh, glad we cleared that one up. <laughs> um,
0: I there's no like, there's no ref like in any game of football where you're like, oh, good to see we've got X this week.
1: It's just like, nah, they just don't exist. Yeah. I I thought it was Stephen McQueen, but it's not. It's just not.
2: <laughs> no, it's not. Stephen McQueen's one of the worst. Mm.
1: I used to think he was alright and then I just kind of, I don't
4: know.
1: The funny thing is, see, before we uh, move on, Uh, what's quite funny. See, if you ask Ross who the best referee is in Scotland, obviously Ross, who um, member of the podcast and also a referee, um, uh, he referees a few juniors and stuff. You ever ask him who he thinks the best referee is? It's always someone you've never heard of. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, like obviously, until they have a decent game, or until they get a kind of high-profile game, um, they don't make any real mistakes. And then they get a high-profile mm. game, and then they're found out for the fraud that they are. <laughs>
2: Every single one. Yeah. Um. Speaking.
0: Speaking of referees, uh, Kenny Clark, not that one. Uh, sending a question. <laughs> uh, with the games. <laughs> with the games that Rangers have coming up do they keep Murti or bring in a short term manager like McLeish to try and steady the ship
1: I'm hearing a lot of these McLeish rumours lately I think he is bookie's favourites but I don't know I suppose it just depends like I don't think Rangers need a short term manager at the moment Um, but it's probably not the I don't know it's probably not the worst thing as well they'd need
2: to pay for him uh, and whoever takes it would want the job full time mm-hmm. so I don't know that to work yeah, in any, know, in any yeah. capacity like that, that's the thing I am thinking like it
0: is a good idea like I would say I'm bringing McLeish in maybe just until the end of the season but you you can't get a manager on board with like just a contract to the end of the season mm. like you need to offer him like three years probably
1: and the issue with that is McLeish yeah. recruitment is uh not good right. you end up with Stephen Carr uh, a back for <laughs> you so that's not what we want to see or well, maybe that is what we want to see but we're not what Rangers fans <laughs> want to see uh, so yeah so the answer is get Walter I mean, Smith back yeah, get, get his, uh-huh, get his yep, brogues and his uh-huh. cardigan
3: tarnish <laughs> his reputation
1: uh-huh. get <laughs> his brogues polishing his cardigan pressed and yeah. ironed
0: if we'll get, we'll get the, the thing that everyone just loves the, the shot of him watching the first half from the, the wee the wee bot <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and, uh, and one final question from William uh, asking actually Lewis here's one for you this is one of your favourite topics oh god there's quite a bit of chatter on various message boards about Old Firm Colts joining League 2 slash Lore League have you heard anything about this and what are your views
1: well, there's obviously been rumours for I don't know since the inception of Scottish football um, <laughs> about uh, the whole B team thing. Um, uh. It's an absolutely horrific idea. Um, I'd I'd be much more in favour of just maybe even having some sort of proper own system. Maybe I can have a kind of loan draft type system. I know the SFA actually, and they did actually discuss that. Um, I think it was last year. Um, but maybe looking down that route if they really do want uh, young players playing games um, but yeah, the, the B team cold team ideas. It's, it's a non-starter for me it's all ludicrous um, and would pretty much destroy all uh, Scottish football of which I think um, we've actually got a pretty we should be pretty proud of, I don't think a lot of other countries have, um, certainly in terms of interest in times, in terms of crowds and stuff like that. Um I think the only really comparable nation is probably England. Um of course without saying. But um yeah, I think we've got a pretty decent all league system. Obviously I think it needs refined. I think we need some sort of pyramid system as well so we get the the top teams uh kinda right at the kind of top levels off of their kind of, of uh, part time football. But um yeah I think cold teams, B teams horrific idea, um, and I really, really hope to God that they never, they never introduced. just. And I also don't think I like I I I'd like to think that the your Stennis and Montrose's of the world they wouldn't be silly enough to actually vote something like that for.
0: Mm. I'm trying to remember. It may be the if you go back through the Burst Ball archives, it may be the worst ball. Or the bastardisation of the Ironbrook It's, it's that one
1: we have, yeah. We, we, if you want a, we, a proper, like, in-depth 20-minute, half we, an hour discussion yeah, about it, then that's the one to listen to.
0: Because we spoke to Hamish Carton and Johnny Clark about uh, their experiences in Germany with cult teams. Hmm. And they were just saying, like, it's just, like, it's just like a sideshow. Like, it's just... Nobody really cares. Yeah, there's literally no just...
1: interest. It's just in a, it's a game that has no interest at all. There's no bite to it. Yeah, um, it doesn't even feel like the whole idea of cult teams is to get competitive football. But these games don't feel like that because you're essentially playing playing B teams. So um, you get a bit of standard competitive football. Actually playing for a Peterhead or playing for an Albion Rovers or whatever um, against actual real teams and not fake teams. <laughs> Uh, the yeah. Colts and whoever else. Um, yeah, just non starter.
0: Do uh, Do Ryan or Tom want to like <laughs> even try, and and <laughs> <laughs> like venture, venture, in a positive opinion about this for
2: before Louis loses it. <laughs> nah, I don't have a positive opinion on uh, introducing cult teams either. I mean, of people I know who regularly attend lower league games, they just said they'd lose complete interest Um, just kind of echo what Lewis said we've got a good system, we have people who are interested in it and you don't want to drive them away
3: I wouldn't say I've got a positive opinion on it but I think um, for the benefit of playing Devil's Advocate I think it obviously does work in Spain in terms of getting players playing Mm. at that level without having to loan out to different teams they're still in an environment where they can get used to playing with each other uh, and at the club that they play for as opposed to maybe going out alone miles and miles away from home.
1: Mm, to counter that though, I'd say Spain doesn't have a history of Royal League football like ourselves. Or or England, or just the whole kind of in terms of, you know, UK as a whole, there's, there is that um, kind of local team kind of aspect of the low Leagues and I, I don't know if other countries really have that same thing, um that we have. And I asked maybe why that's what there. And they're obviously used to it as well. It's, it's something that it's kinda of ingrained in their football and culture. Um and as Johnny put it out as well, um about Germany, it's maybe you could argue it's ingrained there, um in Germany, but it's and people always point to it saying oh it works there but you know, like him and Hamish Johnny and Hamish probably both say it doesn't actually work. Mm-hmm. there is also I mean just one one
0: final point I know we're kind of just talking generally about the idea of a cold team but like again this is kind of it's maybe a bit of a wanky point right but like like the principle of it is quite bad I think because you, you are kind of saying no actually ingrained in football we have like big teams and we have wee teams and the big teams are allowed cult teams and the wee teams have to play against these cult teams whereas I think one of the kind of Cool things about football is that, like, you know, in in theory, I mean, Cowdenbeath are sitting what bottom of League Two. Mm. In theory, in five years they could win the Premiership. In <sighs> theory, if they won the league every single year.
2: As they got relegated every single year, so. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, like, you know.
1: That was the original you know, plan you know, for you, for you know. <laughs>
0: but if if you know what i mean like yeah. there's nothing set in stone that you know these teams have to be playing in this division and obviously quite a few years ago we went through this discussion about what teams should be playing in certain leagues regardless of mm-hmm. where they finish in a league or what have you but you know i like that idea in football of you know nothing is set in stone things can completely change you know teams can go through certain divisions you know
1: Whereas with cult and teams, you can't actually get promoted as well, or certain there's, yeah. there's levels you can't yeah. be promoted to, which is, oh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, but I think it just sends a big, a bad message. Just like yeah, you are a big team, and therefore you're allowed, a cult team. I don't like the idea of the message that sends. So yeah, the boss was thoroughly in favour of uh, cult teams. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> Celtic B coming to view.
0: Yeah, sure. oh, can we wait. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's I think that's a
2: done, boys. Wonderful. <laughs> um, Magical. Uh, no, no, we'll, and we'll end that there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, an action packed week. So hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed the podcast, um,
2: and hopefully you've enjoyed the company of Ryan Crombie. Yes, I've enjoyed your company, Gamba, um, and to all the listeners out there. Um, I hope you've enjoyed my
1: voice. Uh, Lewis Kemp. I think I've been a bit of a prick in this podcast. You probably haven't enjoyed <laughs> my company. But, um... Just
3: in this podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, of course, sorry. Oh. <laughs> shots, shots, right man, out there. Yeah. Uh, Tom McKinnon.
3: I know I've been a prick in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right, yeah, and hopefully, hopefully all of us haven't been too much of a prick. Um, and hopefully and hopefully, we will, hopefully, we'll be able to speak to you uh, next week. And we will, we'll see you then. Goodbye.
2: Well, there's an interlude in this. Um, Kemp, this, is, this game's gone 2-2. Really? How long's it go? Uh, Ten minutes. Cash-outs at 27 quid. Fucking hell.
3: Is
2: it Yeah. I get forty. I get fifty quid back because two, two are in. Anyway, Still, shall yeah, we continue? Sorry. We should. <laughs>